This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. I'm Denise Raymond coming to you from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Tara Carter from Clovis, New Mexico. And you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Tuesday, May 22nd, 2018, episode 1938. This episode is brought to you by listeners like you. Good morning, Horse World. Good Tuesday morning to you. And I do mean a good Tuesday morning. Well, if you insist on being accurate about it. Only somebody with perfect comedic timing could produce this much energy in one shot. You gotta learn that your time in the saddle ain't as rough as the life in between. And the fence isn't there for you to straddle. And you can't change horses in the middle of your dream. So, Denise, you guys have been getting a lot of rain? Yes, we have. It's been raining for like nine days. And last weekend, I got a few hours in to ride before it started raining again. But if I don't get to ride very soon, I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. You know how you get when you haven't ridden in a while? It's it's just like that for me. Yeah. How are things out your way? Probably drier? Well, normally I would say yes to that, but we have been getting a little bit of rain. So I'm excited about that because usually when we get a little bit of rain, it really turns into a lot of green. So that means it'll be extra green when everybody comes out for the Horse Radio Network Clinic. So if you're thinking yep. about joining us, make sure you, you get signed up. Time's ticking. What are, what are the dates for that again? It's July uh, 30th. I'm sorry, June 30th and July 1st. Oh, wow. So it's coming up quick. It is. Not do, you have a, do you have many spots left for it? We've got a few left. And oh, you, mostly because we've got the space. <laughs> we've, got, <laughs> we've got the room to ride. <laughs> well, remind me again, do you have accommodations out there as well? Is that how that works? Or? We do. We have some casitas available to rent. Uh, and then there's, I mean, the hotel in town restaurants, they're five minutes away. So we're right, we're right on the edge of town. So we're still close to everything, but we don't have a lot of neighbors. It's kind of nice. What is your max number of people or is there a max? Uh, the max we would do just for the sake of the experience would be 12. 12. Okay. So it'll be a nice intimate experience. And, and are you providing the food and everything as well? Yes. Yeah. Oh, those wow. who are coming. So. I, I know I've caught bits and pieces of it, you know, listening to our shows, but I, I haven't put them all together. So it's kind of nice to catch up and find out right from the horse's mouth, so to speak. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jimmy, what's coming up on today's show? Alrighty. Well, on today's show, guest Brandy Von Holten talks to us about country tough trail versatility. Tara Covell comes on to share her experience working with Clydesdales on her ranch. And we get to congratulate Trip Townsend on something pretty cool. And of course, we have Tara and Denise guest hosting, so you don't want to miss any of it. But let's go ahead and start with those daily winnies. Well, my daily winning today is going to have to go to... 
and I'm not kissing butt, but Glenn and Jen, who are on their way to Alaska today. How could I not give a daily Winnie for that? I hope you guys have a wonderful time, and we're going to be looking for pictures on Facebook. And what about you, Tara? What do you have to Winnie about today? Well, I'd like to give a daily Winnie out to Nellie and CJ Murphy. Uh, I met them for the first time this weekend, and they graciously welcomed us to uh, the Southwest Ring Cow Horse Association show this weekend and just had a blast, and they, they put it on in an amazing way. So just wanted to give a daily Winnie out to those guys. And now let's welcome our first guest this morning. Good morning, Brandy. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. It's uh, It's been raining here in Missouri, but now it's not, and now it's ready for the grass to grow. You know oh. what? We're in, we're in Florida, too, and I don't think it's ever going to stop raining, although it's not raining oh. yet today. But it's <laughs> been raining for like nine days, so I totally get it. Um, I wanted to have you on again because we had you on about a year ago. And you were talking about the country tough competitions at that time. And I know they've grown quite a bit since then, but you've also been doing a lot of other things in the past year, like, uh, like the stock horse association you've been real involved with and mounted archery. Um, you've been doing obstacles. I follow you on Facebook and, and I just can't get over all the things you do and how, how you can possibly fit them all into a day. Oh, if you, okay, do you know, like, I know a lot of people have um, crazy planners and stuff, but I had to create a custom planner for myself. And do you know, like, so many people have asked me the same thing, like, how do you get everything in? Now I've actually sold, I don't even know how many of these planners, and now several people are going to start wholesaling them because it's how I'm, it's the only way I can keep myself going. That. And a $1 calendar that's like a paper calendar from, like, Dollar General. So I have the fancy handmade one, and then I have the $1 one so I can look in the future, basically. And you've also so, got a, a fitness group that goes along with that planner, doesn't it? Is, am I understanding oh that gosh. right? Oh, yeah. I am. I, I kind of, like, annoy myself because I've got so many different irons in the fire, but... That um, I have two different logbooks. One logbook is for horse training, and there's like several different ways because I was getting to train with so many trainers here that I was getting words mixed up and stuff. And so now I document it, and then it turned out that that was a missing piece in my training. So now I've gotten way better, even like faster, because I was able to reference things, and now I'm able to blend all these lessons that I've taken a lot better. And then with us having so many like rental horses and, you know, hooves and chiropractic care, I needed to like have one book to log all that in. So I have like my horse training logbook, And then I have one, I am, I'm always doing some form of professional development. So I have this book that every day I start with three things that I'm grateful for, a good memory um, from the day before, I write a thank you card each day, and then I, I'm a larger person, so and I'm one of the smallest people in my family, but I've got to stay on top of my health, I mean, um, big time, so I log my food, I make sure I exercise, and now I'm tracking water also, but then uh, the main part of that logbook is called Master of the Mundane where I track everything I'm doing in that day to make sure everything gets done. 
Like this morning, I've already spoke to like five different people and got like judges for other events going on, talked to some of the clinicians we had coming in and then uh, talking to two people that are wanting to wholesale the books to make sure they can get me their logos to get put on the book. So now tell me this. Do you handwrite in those books or do you, is this kept online I or do, you handwrite no, it all? Do, I hand, well, I hand, well, the, the pages are reprints, you know, and like I put enough in a book for a whole year for someone if they did it five days a week. But no, I am not an electronic, um, not for my calendar. I've got to be able to see it and move things around. I've got to be able to look. No, I'm a hard copy girl. Like in my in my office right now, I'm looking up and I have a notebook for every association. So then whenever somebody starts talking about that, I can pull it out and I've got rule books in there and I've got them all labeled for, you know, if they're asking me something about like a division. Or, yeah, amazing. no, I'm a hard copy girl. People make fun of me for it because it's a little bit old school, but then I've seen them like, oh, my flash drive died, you know, and I'm like, well, my notebook didn't. No, your you notebook know. didn't. How many associations <laughs> are you involved with? Oh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> How many books do you have? Probably 20. <laughs> 20 I'm, I'm wow. looking at um, one, two, three, four. Yeah, I'm looking at about 20 notebooks, but see, we also have the wedding barn. So that's like a whole nother business. So that's like a whole nother headache there, you know. Wow. So, I, I don't know how you do it all. Well, today we wanted the, to talk. It's the logbook. Yeah. yeah, it saves you, right? <laughs> discipline. Yeah. It's yes. discipline. I can tell. <laughs> Def- definitely. Now, today we did want to talk to you about the country tough trail versatility. And I think that's something that you and your husband put together, right? Yes. Okay. So, you know, we get to see all of these different associations and there are certain aspects of them that we just love. And then there's, there's issues sometimes, you know, and we're just like, ah, if they could just switch that up or some associations are so deep into our pocketbook by the time that we host the event, the association gets more money than what we do. And we're like, Oh my gosh, we're the ones that just put in a 16 hour day, you know? So it's like something's got to give here. And then with our competitors, um, with the country tough trail versatility, <clears throat> we, we believe very strongly in versatility. Like we, are, excuse me, I really like for the horse and for the rider, if they have to do multiple events, um, it just seems like it's healthy, healthy for everyone involved. And, um, one of our three things that they have to compete in, one of them is actual trail. And there's only a couple other associations that did hardly anything on the trail. You have uh, endurance, which endurance is its whole, it's a whole separate thing. You know, that's like a very specific type of trail competition. And then there used to be AXA, but AXA went under and now there's ETS, Equine Trail Sports, but Equine Trail Sports is um, obstacle based. And there are there, like we love hosting for ETS. Um, because it's, uh, it's great for the horse because they get to choose what level they would like to go on. So we're going to continue to host for ETS, but there's, you bring, you can either use natural obstacles or you can bring man-made ones out there. Well, in our association, we're trying to like return to basics. 
and there's no man-made obstacles allowed. We can't, you can't bring anything out there. There's no noodles. There's no tarps on the trail part. It's actual trail um, terrain. So they'll, they'll be asked to do horsemanship things like back around a tree, go through a ditch, side, post, side pass over a log, but nothing can be manipulated. It has to be natural. Things that so you would normally things you would normally uh-huh. encounter out on the trail. So what kind of things yeah. do, do you score for uh, when they're out on the trail? Uh, you're going to be scoring for the approach, the, the actual maneuver, and then a departure. I'm going to be looking for um, just a good relationship between the horse and the rider. Um, you know, just correct horsemanship, just making sure they're not too tight with their hands. They're looking in the um, correct place where they should be looking uh, make sure that the you know the horse is a, a giving animal so just looking for softness and a good relationship basically okay so yeah obstacles is one of the three or i'm sorry trail is one of the three the other one of the three things they're judged on on versatility are obstacles <clears throat> but there's zero time they'll have 10 obstacles to do and they have seven minutes to get it done in, but they get no score for time. So, um, and then if they don't get all 10 obstacles completed, like if they only get eight done, well, they still get scored on those eight. We don't disqualify them. There's only a few ways to get disqualified, like illegal tax, um, you know, if they're being inhumane or if the um, equine is lame. So... Do you score on a scale sort of like ETS? I mean, is um, it like ETS, a... ETS uh, scores the horse and the rider separate, and we're giving them one combined score, and it's on a 10-point a scale. Every maneuver is on a 10-point scale. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And I will now, tell you, though, um, on the trail, we do have to – score the horse and the rider separate because um, we'll have multiple judges judging the trail because they'll have to be, the judge will have to be stationary and we'll have to have several judges. And so since there's more than one person judging the trail, then there has to be more than one horsemanship score. And so since all, since one judge won't see all maneuvers, we had to allow that judge to give a horsemanship score per obstacle on the trail. Gotcha. Gotcha. So do, you, do you average those out or yes. do you, is it? Yep. Okay. So it sort of goes in its own category at the end. Yeah. But the obstacle one, we'll be able to have one judge that's able to sit in, the, in like the arena and then they do all 10. So there'll just be one horsemanship score Yeah, because the, the same judge is able to see all participants, you know, and they're able to see all obstacles being done. How many obstacles are in the arena? Uh, 10. 10. Wow. So one judge has to keep track of 10. Oh, yeah, that's like, <laughs> that's nothing compared to what they have to do in other associations. Usually they have to keep up to 13. Well, but you see, see I, these are here are slower. You know, like we host for the extreme cowboy race. We've had right. some of our courses be 13 obstacles, and they've gotten them done in less than three minutes. 
Wow. So that oh. right there is like hustling. So with <laughs> this right here, with it being no, not timed, this is going to be like a walk in the park for, and like, oh my gosh, you should see the people that have applied to be judges. I mean, just like, you remember like the dream team that was put together for basketball a while yeah. back? Like, you know, it was like every big basketball player in the world and like the other countries were just so excited to be able to play against our United States team that just dominated, you know, that's the way my judges are like the people that have signed up to be judges. I've told them, Hey, if you would like to send in like additional copies of things of what you're certified in girl, we're talking about like three or four pages of just things listed out. Wow. Really? I mean, the, the lady that wrote the ranch dressage, all of the patterns and tests, like she worked with another gentleman, but she's the one, she even designed the computer program for North American Western dressage. She came on to be one of our judges. Um, awesome. Her name is Julie Slater. Uh, Tinker Turner just got, he, he's ranked in the top 10% for the National Reigning Horse Association. He wants to be one of our judges. Um, well, that's a lady awesome. named, I, I'm just like, I feel stupid doing their tests and their <laughs> interviews because they're, they're like my superiors, you know, whenever it comes to horsemanship, I'm over here like, oh gosh, well, I hope I don't ask something dumb. Isn't you know? that what they say though? Surround yourself with people that are much more competent than yourself. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But like they blow me out of the water with what, <laughs> with everything they've accomplished, you know, like I'm over here. Like I feel pretty confident in my, my own abilities, you know, I'm like, okay. And then whenever I look at them, I'm like, wow, I'm like a preschooler. Like well, that's well, what Brand- it feels like. Randy, before we, I know we're going to have to wrap up in a few minutes, but before we do, I also want to talk about the cowgirl. Is it a cowgirl challenge? Yes. All around cowgirl challenge. So this event has evolved. I used to call it the one fly cowgirl, but I now realize that not everybody understands what I'm saying with that. So I changed it to the country tough all around cowgirl. So there's a farmhand challenge, which is five different events. Like they have haystacking, <laughs> shooting, I can drive that, tire changing, and farm girl relay. So in that farmhand challenge, um, I've actually um, partnered up with a company that has bobcat equipment. And they are giving me a pink bucket to go on a skid steer to do part of that. So that's going to be phenomenal. Um, In that top farmhand, I will award a champion and reserve champion buckle. And then I also have a champion and reserve champion buckle for ladies that are 50 and over. And then that has gotten the most interest, people being 50 and over to do just the farmhand. No horses required in that. Then I have the top working ranch hand which is a rough and rugged obstacle course, bareback pleasure, um, barrel racing, goat bloomer race, and modified cattle sorting. So everybody always asks, what is goat bloomer race? And we have them run down, get off. They got to put a pair of underwear, like a pair of bloomers on a goat, remount and run back down. So, <laughs> Well, Brandy, we're running out of time, um, but... I do want to tell our listeners how they can find out more about both com- all of your competitions and all the different things you're doing at the ranch. Cause I know there's, um, there's even more than what we're talking about here. And um, so definitely tell us where can our listeners find well, more information? 
If you can spell my last name, you can find me on anything. And so it's Von Holton, and it's V-O-N, and then the second word is capital H-O-L-T-E-N. So Von Holton, uh, Von Holton Ranch, and we're right around Sedalia, Missouri. So we're kind of in the north part of Missouri. Okay. Uh, find us on Facebook. Find us our find our website. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, anything. But Von Holton Ranch. There's well, only pe- one of us. That's why. And people, if you're in Missouri, you would really be missing out if you don't check out what Brandy has going on there at the ranch. It's um I that it's the only thing that would motivate me to leave Florida because I would love to see what you have going on there. <laughs> All so, right. Brandy, well, thank, thank you for having me, man. What well, an honor. I would love to come on. Well, we would love to have you back again because I know you have so much to talk about and I'm definitely going to try to get that to happen. <laughs> okay. All, All right. right. Well, thank y'all. You too. Have a great Thanks, day. Brandy. Bye. Yeah, you have a great day too. Bye. Well, Brandy sure does have a lot of energy, doesn't she? Oh my gosh, I don't know how she keeps track of all of that. I mean, I, I know she clearly said how she keeps track of all of that, but uh, I'm I'm beyond impressed. And well, bringing just, on a, a a trail organization, I heard somewhere that like number one discipline for folks is dressage, second is trail riding. So just knowing that that she's one of the few out there that has a way for you to be basically measured in some ways on that knows says that there's a huge potential for growth for them. Well, yes. And I just the, the sheer keeping track of everything who has time to write down all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's what amazes me. Supposedly though, if you write it, you process it better. Like there's, there's actual research on that. Not I that don't I've read that, it, but <laughs> I know. I don't know about you, but I can't even read my own writing anymore yeah, because I don't do much of that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Another long, tough fly season is right around the corner. And the only choice for this fly season are the Amigo range of fly sheets because they're built tough and feature the latest in design comfort, bug-busting technology, and sun-protecting fabrics. And the Amigo range has a fly sheet for every budget, from the Amigo Bug Buster Vamoose with no fly zone to the Amigo Bug Rug Fly Sheet. Find Amigo fly sheets at your local or online retailer, or you can visit horseware.com. That's horseware, H-O-R-S-E-W-A-R-E.com. We've got our next guest on the line, and she is another energetic lady coming from Cambria, California. She's 18 years old, and for the past three years, she's been giving Clydesdale rides from her ranch in California, and we'd love to know more. We had a listener, Laura Berry, who actually requested that we get Tara Covell, and I hope I'm not butchering her last name, on from Covell Ranch. Hi, Tara. Hi, good morning. And just so you know, it is Covell, but you are very close. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. That's what we do. We no put your names. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your ranch and um and how you got started. Is this a family ranch or 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have been here for just over 20 years now. Um, obviously, I was very little. <laughs> we bought the ranch. We're not even born yet. But my dad had been a Clydesdale horse breeder historically, um, showing them, you know, hitch driving all over the country. And then in about 2010, we quit showing and started a business, which was agritourism, just kind of tours of the ranch and the horses. And then, like you said, just shy of three years ago, um, I thought it would be really interesting to see how Clydesdale horseback riding went over. And to our surprise, it took off. And, um, you know, we're solid booked in months in advance on certain weekends. How many horses do you have in in the job? (laughs) Well, because we're breeders, our numbers are always fluctuating. But um, I have 10 trail ride horses that I use at this moment in time. But I'm always getting more broke. So that number also varies. But on the ranch, we have 64 Clydesdales right now. Wow. Wow. I bet that's impressive to see as a herd. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. Yeah. The uniqueness of our ranch, though, is that we have 2,000 acres here, you know, just a few miles from the Pacific Ocean. So we're, it's so beautiful. And the horses get to just all live out wild on that, just like cattle would. Oh, wow. Amazing. How long does it take as compared to other horses or what age do you start the Clydesdales for trail riding? Um, Well, just like any breed, you can start them pretty dang young, but just for the sake of letting them develop a little more, I usually wait until they're like two and a half to three, but you know, you start a lot of groundwork before that so that they're so gentle by the time you get riding them that it's just, you know, not near as big of a challenge. (laughs) Do you, do you put them into a hitch before then, or is it strictly, okay, this horse is going to go into our riding program, this horse will go in, or do you do any more, more hitch? and driving? Um, well, we don't show ourselves anymore, but we do drive a fair amount just for either for fun to get a horse broke. That's, you know, a little bit more on the spunky side or parades and whatnot. Um, but we do sell to people who do show competitively still. So now anything that I'm getting broke is honestly to do for my trail rides, unless somebody's purchasing a horse from us and then um, we're getting them broke beforehand. Well, one thing that I think might be kind of interesting about Clydesdales as opposed to other trail horses is getting your riders up on them. How do you do that? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a that's a pretty funny thing. Um, I have folks here, you know, almost every single day, and they always are so worried about that. But it seems like the hardest part of the whole ride for most people is actually getting on. Um, we do have a three-step step ladder, so it takes you almost perfectly level to the um, stirrup. However, you know, it's a big pull over, and then it's pretty wide. So you kind of <laughs> got to swing up there and then stand up for a second and pivot yourself so you can brace wow. for the stretch <laughs> that that was something I was wondering about when I heard Clydesdales I thought you know that that definitely would be the challenge but once you're up there um you know I'm sure it feels pretty great <laughs> yeah we were actually in the LA Times a few months ago and um the lady who came who was the author of the article she compared it to riding on a bouncy sofa so I thought that was funny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, um, now, do you have a weight limit with Clydesdales as opposed to other horses? I know that some trail rides do, and and I I kind of wondered about that. Or is this, you know, the perfect option for, say, a larger rider? Yeah, well, some of both. I mean, I do have to have a limit somewhere, but it's mostly a safety precaution just because we got to make sure you fit in the saddle really well and everything so you don't accidentally bounce off. Um, but our weight limit is definitely higher, actually um, almost 100 pounds higher than most places. 
in calling around, um, in this neck of the woods anyway, the weight limit's usually between 200 and 250, um, whereas I have my weight, weight limit at 350 pounds. Um, and, you know, they can definitely carry more than that, but just like I said, due to tack and the terrain, um, I just do keep it at um, 350. Well, yeah, and a newbie, at th- a newbie that weighs more than that is going to be heavier and, and or seem heavier to the horse than someone who's a good rider. So yeah, you, know, you have to account for that. Can you describe a typical ride around your ranch or how, how that trail ride goes? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we have about a thousand acres of forest and about a thousand acres of open pasture. So you get to go through both, but mostly we're in the open pasture and we have a bunch of cattle out there. So we were kind of like riding through the ranch and through the cows and Sometimes we'll see all sorts of wildlife, you know, anything from bobcats to deer. Um, We've even seen a mountain lion on a ride. And, of course, tons of cows who are very curious. And then I always have my two dogs who escort the ride. And sometimes I think by the end of the ride that people are more excited about my puppies than my horses. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Um, uh, It's about a a three-and-a-half-mile ride. How long it takes varies a little bit because some groups want to trot and canter and then some groups do not. Um, but it ends up taking almost two hours by the time, you know, we get here, everybody meets their animal and then we get going and get our pictures and whatnot. And then up top, we have a beautiful ocean view. Oh, wow. I bet that's amazing. Yeah. That's what I always tell people. Like the horses could not be more well-behaved or just magnificent, but the view, the view almost beats it. It's just unreal. I'm sure you have a lot of those between the ears camera shots. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> from the ground between their noses. <laughs> and and did you say that you're booked out way in advance? Yeah, and um, well, we luckily have been in a couple fairly large magazines recently and then we were on our local news channel and we were just a tiny business and in in all honesty, we still are a small business as far as how we run it and stuff, but we are so booked um, up right now, almost solid booked through July, which, you know, prior to all of that, we had only been booked out maybe a week or two in advance. Um, so it's been phenomenal for us. Do you have any challenges with the heat come summer? No, we are so, like on the ocean and I know that doesn't play into effect everywhere but we barely get over 70 degrees occasionally oh. we'll have a hot day or two but mostly it's like you know you could wear a tank top or a long sleeve and be just fine <laughs> oh Tara we need to jump on a plane and go out there and ride those yes. Clydesdales don't we <laughs> the, the weather sounds uh, we good it's sure. so amazing I can totally relate to the lady who said a bouncy couch because I rode a draft horse one time and I thought this is not I did not expect the whole couch feeling, but that is the exact same word I thought of when I, when I rode, but I definitely is like, you can relate after you get off a big horse like that and you've been riding a smaller horse. I feel like you feel like a person who has never ridden before and they get yeah, off and they go, oh my gosh, like so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've always wondered about that because I've never ridden a draft horse. So, um, that would be a, t- a new experience. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, everything about them is different. Like, you know, we settlers were riding across the country on Clydesdales for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, or any draft horse. Everything about them is just significantly more more bouncy and more profound. Like when each foot hits the ground, you feel it, uh, which makes it sound like it's uncomfortable. But because they're so wide, um, there's really no discomfort, but there's just a whole lot of motion going on. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, tell us about this Miller Lite commercial you were in back in the in 2007. I'm a little interested yeah. in that. <laughs> <laughs> I was very little. I was on the scene helping braid horses and move horses and stuff. But at that point, I was definitely not driving a six up. <laughs> but um, we had a guy working for us who did. But basically, we took the horses to downtown L.A., but it was perfect because we were just priming up to take them to Wisconsin for the World Clydesdale Show anyway in 2008. So the hitch was, you know, could not be in better condition and fit and everything. Um, so we were in downtown L.A. for a few days, and basically we were pretending to be the Budweiser hitch, you know, attached to a Budweiser wagon and all with the whole get-up. And we had a Dalmatian dog on the Budweiser wagon, and it jumped into a Miller Lite truck that was passing by that said, Miller Lite tastes better than Bud Light. Oh, my gosh, that's funny. <laughs> that's great. I'll have to look that up on YouTube. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. I imagine it still is. Yeah, it was It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Did the well, dog I'm... actually jump? Like, it was an actual... Yeah, no, they it? actually like did. jump to I mean, a green screen cool, or something. But it was pretty okay. cool. No, they had them all do it. (laughs) Now, how far are you from L.A.? Uh, Well, (laughs) it depends on what time you leave L.A. (laughs) We're halfway between L.A. and San Francisco. Um, It usually takes about four to five hours, but, you know, I have guests all the time who tell me it takes about eight hours because they got right in the middle of traffic. But, you know, with no traffic, it's not too huge of a drive. So people come that far just to ride the Clydesdales and take advantage of that beautiful view, huh? Yeah, I mean, more and more I'm finding that guests will literally drive, you know, several hundred miles just to ride the Clydesdales um, in asking. And I just, that makes me so happy. That is just so cool to be able to make people that excited. I understand completely. Now, tell us where we can find out more information. And for we have a lot of listeners on the West Coast, and I'm sure some of them would love to visit your ranch and ride the Clydesdales. What are the details? Yeah, absolutely. Well, being a small business, um, I literally run this myself. I hired my first um, employee just a few days ago, and she's awesome. But um, So anyway, it's one of those deals where you do have to call us or text us to book an appointment. But you can find out information on all sorts of sources. Um, a lot of people just call or text and want me to kind of tell them everything, which is fine. But you can also go to our website, um, or Yelp is amazing. I know it's kind of a review site, but it does have all our information on there. Um, and then otherwise, we're on Facebook as Covell Ranch. We're on Instagram as Covell's Clydesdales. Um, and that's about it. But a lot of people find out about us when they get to Cambria because we have big banners in town. But otherwise, people are all about the social media. And that's Covell, C-O-V-E-L-L, Ranch. Yeah, Covell Ranch is what we are on Facebook. And then on Instagram, we're Covell's, plural, Clydesdales. Well, we're going to have to uh, send all our listeners over to Facebook if for no other reason to, than to look at your gorgeous pictures on there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> there are some great ones there. Well, Tara, thank you so much for coming on with us today. We really appreciate it. We loved hearing more about the ranch. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Okay. You have a great day. You too. Thank you so much. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, Tara, I sure do wish I could go to Covell Ranch and ride those Clydesdales. Don't you? 
Well, I, I think I'm interested in seeing the view, but I got to be honest, I have no desire to sit astride a Clydesdale for over three hours. <laughs> well, maybe not over three hours. In fact, in fact, the trotting part didn't sound that appealing to me because I can just imagine kind of bouncing along on a horse like that. But I would love to ride up and see that ocean view. And I think it have, that might be a bucket list thing for me. You know, we actually had a we actually had a Clydesdale come in for training a few years ago that uh, would rear when it saw cows. So I've never felt that high when trying to move a cow before. I'll bet that sounds like one of those things they do on that Heartland show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, now we're going to take a little break and listen to "The Beaches of Cheyenne" by Dan Roberts. Packed up all his buckles Shipped his saddle to his dad By the way the house looked She must have took it bad The workers come on Monday To fix the door and patch the walls They say she just went crazy The night she got the call He was up in Wyoming, drew a bull no man could ride. He promised her he'd turn out, well it turned out that he lied. And all the dreams that they'd been living in the California sand died right there beside him in Cheyenne. They say she just went crazy Screaming out his name She ran out into the ocean And to this day they claim That you can go down by the water And see her footprints in the sand Cause every night she walks the beaches of Cheyenne Just her diary by the bed That told about the fight they'd had And the words that she had said When he told her he was riding She said that I don't give a damn If you never come back from Cheyenne They say she just went crazy Screaming out his name She ran out into the ocean And to this day they claim That if you go down by the water You'll see her footprints in the sand Cause every night she walks the beaches of Cheyenne Nobody can explain it some say she's still alive 
They even claim they've seen her on the shoreline late at night. And if you go down by the water, you'll see her footprints in the sand. Cause every night she walks the beaches of Cheyenne. Every night she walks the beaches of Cheyenne. Speaking of uh, guys who train horses and who work cows, uh, we've got Trip Townsend with us uh, as our guest today. Uh, Trip Townsend is runs and manages owns the Sand Hill Cattle Company, and he actually is just coming off of a big win of Battle in the Saddle for the World's Greatest Shootout. So, welcome, Trip. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, Trip. Trip. Uh, He's I kind of I know Trip a little bit from where I've I've grown up. He's sort of a an all-around cowboy, not sort of. He is an all-around cowboy and kind of a legend around here. So, uh Trip, where where do you live? I I know everybody knows where I live, but I think it's kind of fun to hear where you live. Uh I live in Earth, Texas. Earth? Yeah. Earth. Like yes, ma'am. Like you live on Earth, huh? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Everyone That's cool. Thinks you're being smart. But it's really, but it really is. So, it can you really tell us? Is <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about the event that you were involved in this weekend, the the world's greatest shootout, Battle in the Saddle? Yes, ma'am. It was a invitation to come do a world's greatest format, and and the winner was going to receive a paid entry fee to the 2019 World's Greatest Horseman. And they had it there in Fort Worth this past weekend. And so what are the, if you could tell folks, what are the events that are involved in the world's greatest horsemen? Well, we do the the cutting and then there's a rain work and there's a steer stopping and then the the cow work where you go down the fence and circle the cow. So it's it's all cow competition then, pretty much. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Interesting. And this this particular event, what they did is they chose they chose competitors from different disciplines. So they had a they had a good mix. Uh, they had guys who were in the cut, NCHA cutting, guys who were in NRHA reining. Uh, they had Mesa Pate, who's with a PBR. She's a contractor, a stock contractor. They had ranch cowboys. So they had a whole mix of of guys from different associations. So I think and what. What was the guy Trip JD? What's his? He's PRC. He's a PRCA cowboy. What and his? What's his special event? You know, I'm not sure. May, maybe uh, team roping, but I, I'm okay. not sure. Okay, so so the idea was, and sometimes the world's greatest horsemen, what they do is these guys compete in rain cow horse all the time. But what was unique about this event is that these guys don't necessarily compete in all of these events all the time. They do some of these events some of the time. So uh, it shows a lot for the the versatility of the horse, but also the versatility of the rider to be a part, to be a part of this event. And Tripp, can you tell us a little bit about the horse you chose and uh, why you chose that horse to compete in this event? Yes, ma'am. Uh, my horse uh, came off the Tongue River Ranch there at Dumont, Texas. Uh, he's been very special. Uh, Tom Morehouse 
sold him to me when he was a three-year-old and we've had him ever since and we've always thought he was special we've we've done everything on him from from ranch horse competitions to ranch rodeos to he's been to vegas to the world series team roping finale and when this invitation came along well we were hoping he was a good enough horse to to be a contender and and he uh he's just been a really really good horse we've we've enjoyed him in in everything we do so one of the things denise i don't i don't know if you're aware of the the world's greatest horseman but a lot of times what happens is you know when when you go to a show you you take your horse and you go to the show but the world's greatest horseman which they have in february every year in fort worth a lot of times they'll have million dollar riders will pick horses that have incredible earnings. And it's not necessarily always a horse they trained or a horse that they showed, but they basically just try to get the the winning matchup, right? The winning matchup of the rider and the horse. So have you are you familiar with that event? Not not really. Now so are the horses brought to the event and then picked, or do they bring them from home or how does that work? Yeah, so that so that for that event they'll they'll pick like they'll sort of network with their friends and uh, you know ah. to to figure out which horse they're going to take that they have the best shot on. So I think it's really amazing that that Trip came into this event and he brought his horse that he's had since he was a three year old and he's done all kinds of work on ranch work and uh, so to come in and to to win a paid entry to the world's greatest world's greatest horseman on a horse that really is one of trips and can do a, can do a day's, a solid day's work and do team roping and do all of these events. It's, it's not new well, to that horse. So if you're the greatest horseman, surely you could train your own and, and, and do the best job. And that would, that would have to give you points above other people to have done that part too. Right. Sure. <laughs> what do you, what do you think trip? Oh, sure. Uh, it's, if not uh, officially, then at least unofficially. Yeah. <laughs> It was, it was, uh, I don't know, it meant a little more, you know, to, to take a horse that, that we've used here to do our work on and to make a living on. And he's, he's not just a specialized, uh, show horse, so to speak. So it, it was, it was a very good feeling to, to take him and know that, that we could at least be competitive. Now, and what is the horse? I'm, I'm assuming he's a quarter horse. Yes, ma'am. He's a, he's a quarter horse. He's by a horse called Pepsi, and then he's out of a daughter of plague gun. So he's, he's her performance horse, bred horse. Interesting. And did you have to get any special permission to use this horse? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> and he, uh, originally he was my horse. And then the last few years, my son has taken him over and they have, they have done very well showing together some. And so uh, I did kind of have to ask permission to see if I could use him at this event. Now, he you, was he was more than happy to do. You had to you had to ask your son. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and how so old is your son? He is fifteen. Oh wow! Well, he must be awful proud of his horse then. He's pretty proud of him. Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe he's proud of his dad too. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but he's <laughs> proud of the horse. <laughs> so what? Just a little bit more about the event. What was? What, what did you feel like was your strong your strength going into the event? You know, I didn't know if I had any strength going into the deal. <laughs> I was I was worried about it all. Uh, probably most worried about the cutting, but 
I went and got a help from a friend of mine named Tate Bennett, and it really, really paid off. We we actually did okay in the cutting. Very good. And what? Uh, oh, that that was the event you were the most. Is that what you said? That was the event you were the most worried about. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And which one were you the looking forward to the most? Probably the steer stopping. Uh, that's just more what I do. I mean, I, I rope roping Dr. Cattle, sick cattle outside, kind of as part of my job, the way to make a living. So I had the most confidence in that event, probably. So what is steer stopping? It's basically uh, set up like a like a team roping, but instead of having a healer to come in and, and heal the steer, you just stop and, and your horse is judged on on how well he runs to the steer and then stops as you as you stop the steer. Oh, okay. But you, but no rope is involved in that. You just stop them. Yeah. No, ma'am. You you rope the steer. And, and okay, stop gotcha. That way. I'm sorry. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So instead of having someone come in and catch their hind legs too and stop them that way, what you do is your horse just basically stops and stays strong and then holds the cow. Gotcha. So okay. And so the the intent would be that uh, if you were actually on a ranch, that would be when you would be doctoring the steer or doing whatever you needed to do to them exactly yes okay okay gotcha what is ranch riding or is that just kind of an overall term for i'm on the website that's why i'm asking so yeah go ahead it's go ahead no i didn't want to interrupt (laughs) ranch riding is it's a different part of I mean, there you can judge. You can judge ranch riding, or there actually is ranch riding, which Trip does all the time. Uh, he does both actually very well. But uh, ranch riding wasn't a part of of the world's greatest shootout, but it is an event that was also going on at that show. Oh, okay. Shows. So it's kind of like when you ride a a trail pattern or a dressage pattern, but ranch riding typically it involves more transitions and like so a trot or an extended trot, you know, you, you wouldn't just jog along if you really had a day's work to do, you'd hit right. an extended trot. So it tries to do some of, some of the gates that you would more not, that a horse more naturally does for, for regular work. Oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. This the, is just a sport I'm not quite as familiar with. So. <laughs> <laughs> the trip, what kind of, can you give folks just an idea of what a typical day is like for you when you're not winning for the world's greatest shootout? Well, uh, I don't know that any day is, is the same really, but like we completed the show down there on Saturday and we came home Sunday and then Monday morning, we, we gathered 300 and something cows and and branded calves all day Monday. And, and then we have cattle turned out on wheat and grass that we tend to on a daily basis. And we even have a little feed lot and we have cattle in there that we ride through and, and check daily. So uh, we pretty much uh, work for a living, but we use a use a horse to do our work on, and and then this showing and this part of it is what we do for fun. Very good. Well, you're doing a doing a great job of it, and it's a lot of fun to to see you and your family out at the shows, and uh, basically taking what you do at home to a to a whole new level too. So it really does well, sound like fun. It is. It's a lot of fun. Good. Well, if if folks wanted to find out find out more about about you or your your cattle company, where would they go to do that trip? 
Uh, Sand Hill Cattle Company. Okay. Uh, we have a, a little web page. I think it's not much, but Sand Hill Cattle Company. Very good. Well, we appreciate you joining us. I know I know you're busy and got a lot going on, but we appreciate you taking the time and and congratulations on winning yes, the, the congratulations. Battle of the World's Greatest Shootout. We'll see That's you. Awesome. Well, thank you, thank in you, two- and thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, we'll we we'll look forward to cheering you on in February. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thanks, Trip. Yes, ma'am. So, Tara, did you tell me that your husband had competed with Trip previously? Yes. Yeah, they they competed against one another in uh, ranch horse, and they actually were both in this battle of the saddle uh, this weekend. And they're one of the two guys that that brought their own horses and rode their own horses. And uh, so, yeah, it was just it was great to see Trip do such an amazing job. And I I gotta say, I'm really glad that you jumped in and you asked some of the questions that you did because around here, I sort of said it in the beginning, but Trip, he's kind of a legend and. And sometimes when you're doing things with cows and ropes, like wrecks happen. And Tripp's one of those guys that he's so handy that if some, if there's a wreck that's happening, Tripp's there. Like he's the first one to help bail you out of the situation. Like he's just, you, you know, do you know what I mean? You have, oh, yeah. like that that's around. Oh. he's one of those guys. Like he just, he's so smart about life. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I've, I've told people that go to the shows with us. Um, I'm like, Oh yeah, that guy, that's Trip Townsend. And I'll say, you know, if there's ever a wreck, like he'll be the one to get you out of it. And sure enough, like someone's hat will fall off and there will be trip and it's not even a wreck. Right. But there'll be trip and he'll get off and he'll get his, your hat and he'll hand it to you or somebody's horse will fall down and there's somebody running into the arena to help. And it's trip. Like, it's just so funny. So anyway, it's just, it's exciting to see this guy do so well. He's not just a cowboy. He's a gentleman then. Yeah, he's, I mean, he embodies to me all the, all the, all the things about the word cowboy. And, oh, that's you know. awesome. Yeah, that's really awesome. Good. Well, you know what? This was really exciting for us to get to chat today on the show. It's, uh, I know we've both co-hosted this show, but never together. So I think this has been a lot of fun. It has been. It, I've enjoyed it. It, it's definitely, it, it's made it, aside from trip, this was like a girl's show today. Yes. So <laughs> It is funny. I had a, a, a female guest lined up and I was like, I've been bringing lots of female guests on. I need to bring a guy. So it must have been the way it was today. Well, it, it's a good thing he wasn't on with all of us girls or he might have really felt some pain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we better wrap things up. So, uh Find the links to today's guests and the show notes at horsesinthemorning.com. And you can follow Horses in the Morning on Facebook. Just search for Horses in the Morning. Follow HRN on Twitter at Horse Radio. And you can have all of the Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go with our free app for iPhone or Android. Go to your app store and search for Horse Radio Network. And today's not a live show, but you can still listen to the recorded version on our website, our affiliate websites, or on iTunes. You never need to miss an episode. Thanks to our sponsors, who are our listeners like you.